Good morning and welcome to a Saturday morning, October the 9th edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain, and we welcome you aboard for our continuing series of Mysteries of the Gospel. Uh, we are going to be going over the mystery of the rapture and actually uh, talking about uh, what happens uh, after the rapture. That's right. And it's actually a mystery within a mystery. So if you enjoy mystery, and I do, uh, you'll probably enjoy this. There's going to be some great information. Now, uh, we want to apologize before we go any further. We, if you were looking for us Tuesday and we didn't show up, there was a reason for that. <laughs> I promise. Um, our normal guest, Dr. J.B. Hickson, was out of town at a Bible conference in Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, he'll be back again this coming Tuesday, but uh, he, he had some pressing, urgent business there. And doggone it, I took the day off Tuesday, so I hope you'll forgive me. Um, I would have done a podcast, but I, I would not have been able to do it justice. Uh, I'm, I'm a poor Dr. J.B. Hickson substitute, and I know it. So, so, so I decided, no, I'm not even going to try that. Okay, so without further ado, we welcome you aboard for today's podcast. And uh, get your note-taking material ready, because Pastor Chamberlain is about to lay down some science on us, baby. Okay. Pastor, yeah. all yours. <laughs> what a terrible introduction. Okay. okay. All right. That was my best Wolfman Jack impression. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's get so, into the scriptures, man. Okay. Come so, on. so we did... Uh, we're, we're talking about mysteries, and, and our last episode on a mystery was the mystery of the rapture. And this is going to be a continuation. Mm. And uh, Curtis and I did not know quite how to entitle it. I think we're going to entitle it A Mystery Within a Mystery. Because uh, when we have to teach the mystery of the rapture, we have to teach the mystery of things that happen after the rapture. And so that's what we're going to deal with today. And we're going to be, uh, open your Bibles to Ezekiel chapter 35. I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures uh, uh, to lead up to this mystery within a mystery. Now, what happened at the rapture, what happens at the rapture, and this this is in the next prophetic event uh, that will happen, uh, Jesus Christ comes in the air, in the clouds, with a shout, with the sound of a trumpet, and and he's and he takes all of his saints immediately in the twinkling of an eye. He always he takes those who are dead in Christ and those who are alive when he comes, and we're going to disappear immediately, and we'll and then we'll forever be with the Lord. And that's what the rapture is. But what happens after the rapture? Good question. So let's go to Romans chapter 11. Romans chapter 11. The Apostle Paul is talking about um, the Israelites. What's going to happen to the Jews? 
Um, and uh, and if you're Jewish and you're listening, I want you to know one thing. If you never hear anything else in this in this message, uh, we at this table are not anti-Semitic. We love the Jews. Why? Because according to the book of Isaiah, several times it uh, Israel is called God's elect. It's God's elect nation. And so that's so after the rapture, the church is gone. The church is the body of Christ. It's it's uh, made up of people who believed in Jesus Christ as their savior, whether they be Jews, whether they be Gentiles. Uh, the church of Jesus Christ is gone in a moment, right. in the twinkling of an eye. But that doesn't end everything. The Romans 11, uh, chapter 1, I mean, chapter 11, verse 1, uh, the Apostle Paul says, I say then, hath God cast away his people? Wow, that's a good question. If you have Jewish friends, have them listen to this. Has God cast away his people? God forbid. For I, that's the Apostle Paul, for I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. By the way, in Genesis chapter 14, we find out that Abraham is the first Jew. The first, word Hebrew. First Hebrew. Uh, yeah. in, in Genesis chapter 14. Um, and uh, so Abraham was the very first Jew. And then he says in, in verse 2, God hath not cast away his people which he foreknew. What ye not that the scripture saith and he, Elias, how he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed thy prophets, dig down uh, thine altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. Well, and so this is kind of a, a of an accusation against the Jews, and it's a good one. It's, it's a correct one. Um, and here again, uh, if you had many Jewish friends as I had, had you, you'd know that I, we're not anti-Semites. We love the Jewish nation. And so um, he goes on to talk about the Jewish nation. And then he gets to the end of chapter 11, uh, towards the end. Verse 25. Verse 25. And he says, for I would not, brethren, he's talking to believers, that you should be ignorant of this mystery. Lest you should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part mm -hmm. is happened to Israel. Wow. And then it says, until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. And what is that fullness of the Gentiles? That's the rapture of the church. Yep until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. And so all Israel shall be saved. As it is written, there shall come out of Zion the deliverer, and he shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant unto them, when I shall take away their sins. The next two verses uh, also are, are kind of important here because... We, you know, we're not anti-Semitic, 
We do love the Jews. We bless them. But that doesn't mean we automatically give them a pass on everything that they're doing right now. That's exactly right. They're in the land uh, in unbelief right now. And so they're not doing some of the things they should be doing. And they're corrupt, just like any government is corrupt. They pull some boneheaded stuff, just like anybody else. They make their mistakes. And and verse 28 says, as concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sakes. But as touching the election, and they are God's elect nation, they are beloved for the Father's sakes, for the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. That means God never breaks his promise, and he promised Abraham he was going to bless them that bless him and curse them that curse him. We'll find that in Genesis chapter 17 in the Abrahamic covenant. In Genesis 12, I think is when it was first recorded. Okay. So... Uh, we're not giving them an automatic pass on everything, nope. you know, but, okay. but, but we bless them because, and, and we, we support them. That's right. That's right. Um, in everything, in every way that we can, every way that we can. Yeah. So he says this, when the fullness of the Gentiles become, that's the rapture. It says, uh, uh, and then, so, and so all Israel shall be saved. Yeah. Now, what's going to happen after the rapture of the church? Mm. Wow. Well, Isaiah gives you a little bit of a clue, and I'll just turn to Isaiah 52. Um, I just came across these verses in a devotional um, as we were driving back from a vacation in the Dells. Isaiah 52, verse 1, it says, Awake! Awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For henceforth there shall no more come unto thee the uncircumcised and unclean. Shake thyself from the dust. Arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. And so this is uh, Isaiah under the inspiration of of the Holy Spirit, writing down that it's time for Israel to awaken. Now, what happens after the rapture? The church is gone. The saved of the earth, both Jews and Gentiles, by the way, Mm -hmm. who were saved by grace through faith, are gone. And now God turns his complete and total attention to his elect nation, Israel. It's interesting. So what happens after the rapture? What happens to Israel? We'll be in Ezekiel uh, chapters 35 and and following for uh, probably the rest of the of this podcast and maybe on into the next one. But before we go to Ezekiel, I'm going to, you want to get this in your notes and Sharon will write these down in her notes. She's big note taker. It said, it says this, come and let us return unto the Lord. Now this is, this is written to Israel. Where are you in Hosea? Hosea chapter six, okay, verses one and two. 
Come, let us return unto the Lord, for he hath torn, he will heal us. He hath smitten, and he will bind us up. After two days will he revive us. In the third day he will raise us up, and we shall live in his sight. Now, what are these two days he's talking about? I, I've heard it two, taught two ways, and I probably wouldn't argue with either one of them, except I believe one of them more than the other. <laughs> the first day is the age of the law of Moses, and the Jews messed that up. Oh, yes, they did. Day number two is the age of the church. God's full attention was now to Gentile nations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The apostle Paul told the Jews, seeing you keep, you, you've turned your back on us. You Lo, missed, we turn to the Gentiles. Yeah. You missed your opportunity. That's right. And he says, so the second day I think is the, is the uh, period of the church age. And day three is the restoration yeah. of the Jews. Yeah. That's one that's the one I think is probably the most prominent. Another uh, uh, um, system of theology, well, it's the same system, but it, it, the first day is the captivity in Egypt. Wow. And then the second is the captivity in Babylon. And then the third one is they're going to be restored. I'll go with the first of these because I, I think I, that's probably. So yeah. yeah. Okay, so there's a majority. Uh, my wife is shaking her head. Yes? Well, I go with the first one also. <laughs> she goes with the first one also. Okay, so what's going to happen? Immediately following the rapture of the church, God turns his full attention to his elect nation. Yeah. Yes. who were elect according to the foreknowledge of God. God. And by the way, the first Jew was Abraham. It was, he was the first person ever called a Hebrew, and that was in Genesis 14. And, uh, and all of the Jews are the... Uh, Abraham is a progenitor of the, of the Israel nation and race. Okay. Now, after the rapture, by the way, let me, let me do a little, another little sidetrack. Um, there's a man who is now gone to be with the Lord, a great preacher, a great evangelist, who lived in Israel for quite a number of years. You talking about Rennie? I'm talking about Jimmy DeYoung. Oh, Jimmy DeYoung. And Jimmy DeYoung was at our local church for a series of messages that were prophetic. And after one of the lessons, uh, I, I was able to talk to him for a few brief moments and of course, everybody wanted to talk to him for a few brief moments. And I said to him, I said, do you think that Ezekiel chapter 35 and following all happen after the rapture? And he doesn't hesitate for a moment. He says, yes, I do. Okay. And so uh, Ezekiel 35 mm -hmm. and all the way to the end through, to, through chapter 48, is God dealing exclusively with his nation, Israel. So 
I've got an outline that I'm going to follow all of the. Uh, is it is it alliterated? It is alliterated. <laughs> I've got I've got Should twelve points in the an alliteration room. We, yeah, we did it in the alliteration room downstairs in my basement where I do my studying. The only thing that bothers me down there is when the water heater turns on occasionally. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so so here's what happens. Now, first of all, in Ezekiel 35, we see God's rebuke of Israel. Wow. Wow. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, this is in verse 1, Son of man, set thy face against Mount Seir, and prophesy against it, and say unto it, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, uh, O Mount Seir, I am against thee, and I will stretch out my hand against thee, and I will make thee most desolate. I will lay thy cities waste, and thou shalt be desolate, and, the, and thou shalt know that I am the Lord. And he goes on uh, in, in, in Ezekiel 35 to rebuke the nation, his elect nation, Israel, because of their, because of their sin and their rejection of God. And so if you read all of chapter 35, it's about, it's about the Lord rebuking Israel. Then we see in chapter 36, we see the restoration and return of Israel to the land. Chapter 36 says, Also thou son of man, prophesy unto the mountains of Israel, and say, Ye mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, because the enemy hath said against you, aha, even the ancient high places are, are ours in possession. Ooh, that sounds familiar to what's going on today, doesn't it? That's right. Therefore prophesy and say, thus saith the Lord God, because they have made you desolate and swallowed you up on every side that you might be a possession into the residue of the heathen, and you are taken up in the lips of talkers and are an infamy of the people. Therefore, ye mountains of Israel, hear the word of of the Lord God, thus saith the Lord God to the mountains, to the hills, to the rivers, to the valleys, to the desolate wastes, and to cities that are forsaken, which became a prey and a derision to the residue of the heathen that are round about. Wow. Thus saith the Lord God, surely in fire of my jealousy have I spoken against the resident residue of the heathen, against all Idumea, which have appointed my land under their possession with joy, all of their heart and despiteful minds to cast it out for a prey. For prey. What's that mean? Wow. So now he's going to have Israel return to the land. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, I have lifted up mine hand. Surely the heathen that are about you, they shall bear their shame. But ye, O mountains of Israel, ye shall shoot forth your branches and yield your fruit to my people of Israel, for they are at hand to come. They're coming back to the land. For behold, verse 9, chapter 36, 
Behold, I am for you, and I will turn unto you, and ye shall be tilled and sown. I will multiply men upon you, all the house of Israel, even all of it. And the cities shall be inhabited, and the wastes shall be builded. I will multiply upon you, man and beast, and they shall increase and bring fruit, and I will settle you after your old estates. Mm -hmm. And will do better unto you than at your beginnings. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. Yea, I will cause men to walk upon you, even my people Israel. And they shall possess thee. And thou shalt be their inheritance. And thou shalt henceforth uh, bereave them of all men. Thus saith the Lord, because they say unto you, uh, and so forth. I'm going to I'm going to stop there. What, what God's saying is, I'm going to bring you into the land. Yep. I'm going to restore you. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to make it better for you than it, than I was promised in the beginning. That's exactly right. I'm keeping my promise but I'm doubling down on it. Yep. And all this happens after the rapture mm -hmm. when God turns his attention completely to his elect nation. Um and and I I love the Jews. Let me let me go to chapter 36 verse 24. Well, let's, uh, okay, it says this, for I will, notice how many times it says I will in Ezekiel 36, God's saying I will, I will, I will. This is prophetic, folks, and he's saying this, and when does this happen? After the rapture. He says, for I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you. You shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you and a new spirit will I put within you. I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. I will give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgments and do them and you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. He continues the rest of chapter 30, uh, 36. God keeps saying, I will multiply the fruit of the tree. In verse 30, he says in verse 33, Thus saith the Lord God in that day, I will have cleansed you from all your iniquities. I will also cause you to dwell in the cities and the wastes be builded. Oh, man. He said, I, the Lord, in verse 36 of chapter 37, I, the Lord, have spoken it, and I will do it. See, that's the reason God keeps his promise. He's got his holy name attached to it. That's exactly right. Yep. He said, thus saith the Lord God, I will, yet for this be inquired of by the house of Israel, to do it for them. I will increase them with men like a flock. My goodness. Isn't that amazing? I want to talk about grace. Wow. <laughs> wow. And so, and so God is going to restore the nation of Israel. First of all, he rebuked him. Then he said, I'm going to restore you, and you're going to return to the land. And then he talks about he's going to revive them. 
And those of you who are familiar with scriptures, uh, you'll know the uh, <clears throat> what some people call a parable. I call it a prophecy of the dry bones. The dry bones. The hand of the Lord was, up, verse uh, chapter 37. Uh, he said, the hand of the Lord was upon me, carried me out of the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of a valley which was full of bones. <laughs> Skeletons. Yeah, all over the place. That's a that's a symbol or a, uh, a simile uh, or a metaphor regarding the scattering of Israel. This the diaspora. Yeah, the the drive. the nation itself was dead. It was, and it was scattered all over the earth. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How does that old song go? Dim bones. Dim bones. Dim bones. Dim dry bones. Yeah. Okay. Nice one, Sharon. I like that. And he said, and, and the, the spirit was, was, uh, was upon me. And he, he said, cause me to pass by them round about. Behold, there were very many in the open valley. Very many what? Skeletons, bones. And he said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? <laughs> That's rhetorical, isn't it? And, and I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. And he said unto me, prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and ye shall live. I will put my spirit into you. That's what he said. That's what he said. In 36. That's right. And he said, I will lay sinews upon you. I will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Yeah. And this happens all after the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. Right. And, and that's the beginning stage of being put back together, which is probably significant in that it, it symbolizes probably not the 1948 recognition of Israel as a nation. By the way, just the beginning of. By God the way, none of these things together. here happened in 1947 and 48. <laughs> no, none of these happened. In fact, I saw a statistic uh, back in the 1970s. Mm -hmm. I've never forgotten it, and it said that in the right right at that time in the, in the late 70s, I think it was 77 <laughs> or 70, 1978. It said there were more people more Jews in Brooklyn mm -hmm. than there are in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And so this stuff didn't happen in 1947 when, when Israel was made a sovereign state. It started, mm -hmm. but it is kind of, you know, kind of slowed down back quite a bit, but it's going to speed up. It takes God's timing, not ours. Yeah, that's right. And it will happen after the rapture and you will see that 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 that's the revival of the valley of the dry bones verses 1 through 15 um and and then and then he says this um therefore prophesy verse 12 of chapter 37 then he said unto me son of man these bones are the whole house of israel yep the whole house of israel Behold, they say, our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off for, their, for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel, and ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out 
of your graves. And that's figurative language. All right. So that's their revival. Oh, by the way. Two minutes past. Okay. By the way, um, and, and we're going to have to take a break in just about two minutes. Uh, our computer says I have to. And it says, but we'll come back. In verse 15 of chapter 37, it says, Moreover, thou son of man, take thee one stick and write upon it for Judah and for the children of Israel, his companions. Then take another stick and write upon it for Joseph, the stick of Ephraim, and for all the house of Israel, his companions. Do you know that Israel has been basically um, for centuries two Israels, mm -hmm. the northern ten tribes and the southern two tribes. The northern ten tribes were called Israel, and it, the southern two tribes were called Judah. Is this what you're talking about? Or is this our mystery within a mystery? This is a part of it. Okay. Okay. You got about you got about forty seconds left to ask the rest of that question. Well, it, it, I'm just wondering if that's the beginning of our mystery within a mystery that yes. we're going to get into next half hour. Yeah, this is, the, well, we're into it now, actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We're, we're into it now, actually. Uh, but yes, uh, and, and that'll be in Romans chapter 11, won't it? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so anyway, now we're going to take a break uh, and uh, we're going to reset our computer We'll be back for the second episode and then probably next Saturday.